Chapter twenty eight, part two of the Combined Maze by May Sinclair. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter twenty eight, part two. On the terrace in front of the big red house were other tables with white covers under awnings, like huge sunshades, where people who could afford the terrace sat in splendor and in isolation and listened to the music played on the veranda of violins and cello and piano ransom and winnie and the children chose a pink-covered table on the lawn under a holly tree in a place all by themselves and they had tea there such a tea as stands out forever in memory beautiful and solitary what the children didn't have for tea ranny said was not worth mentioning and after tea they sat in luxurious folding chairs under the terrace and listened to the violins the cello and piano other people were doing the same thing as if they had been invited to do it as if they were all one party with somewhere a friendly host and hostess imploring them to be seated to be happy and to make themselves at home and down the slope of the lawn stanny and dossie rolled over and over in the joy of life and up the slope they toiled laughing to roll interminably down and the moments while they rolled were golden priceless to ranny winnie seated beside him on her chair watched them rolling it's stanny's knickers she said that i can't get over i don't want to hear of them again the golden moments were so few you make me wish i hadn't brought those kids oh ranny her eyes were serious and reproachful well i can't get you to myself one minute but aren't we having quite a happy day she said what with the beautiful flowers and the music and the emu you were sorry winky for that disgraceful bird and you're not a bit sorry for me why should i be my case is similar her eyes were serious still but round the corners of her mouth a little smile was playing in secret by itself she didn't know it was there or she never would have let it play winnie gazed fascinated at the uplifted and ecstatic head i know she said it's his grief it's affected his brain don't you know that i want to say things to you she looked at him and was frightened by the hunger in his eyes not now ranny she said not yet why not i want she was desperate i want to listen to the music at that moment the violins and the cello were struggling together in a cry of anguish and of passion you don't he said savagely he was right she didn't the music yearning and struggling tore at her heart set her nerves vibrating her breast heaving it was as if it drew her to ranny urgently irresistibly against her will not now ranny she said not now and it was as if she asked him to take pity on her no he said not now but presently when i see you home no not even then not at all you mustn't dear she whispered i shall they sat silent and let the music do with them as it would and the sun dropped to the fields and flooded them and sank far away behind harrow on the hill and they called the children the tired children to them and went home stanny had to be carried all the way he hung on his father's shoulder utterly limp utterly helpless utterly pathetic he's nothing but a baby after all said winnie they were going over wandsworth bridge 
you remember ranny the first time you ever saw me home going over this bridge what a moon there was i do that was a moon said ranny there was no moon for them to-night it was in a clear twilight an hour later that he saw her home they went half the way without speaking till they came to the little three-cornered grove beside the public footpath it was deserted he proposed that they should sit there for a while it's the only chance i'll ever get he said to himself she consented the plane trees sheltered them and made darkness for them where they sat winky he said after an agonizing pause you must have thought it queer that i've never thanked you for all you've done for me why should you it's so little it's nothing do you suppose i don't know what it is and what you've done it for yes ranny you know what i did it for and you see it's been no good how do you mean no good it didn't do what i thought it would what was that it didn't keep poor vi and you together really she went on as if she were delivering her soul at last of the burden that had been too heavy for it i can see it all now it did more harm than good how do you make that out do you mind talking about it not a bit well don't you see it made it easier for her it gave her the time and everything she wanted if i hadn't been there that night she couldn't have gone ranny she wouldn't have left the children she wouldn't really and i hadn't the sense to see it then i'm glad you hadn't oh why because then you wouldn't have been there i knew you were trying to keep it all together but it was bound to go it couldn't have lasted she'd have gone anyhow you don't worry about that now do you sometimes i can't help thinking of it don't think of it i won't so long as you know what i did it for he meditated i know what you did it for in the beginning but winks you were there afterward afterward after violet went you were doing things well and didn't you want me of course i wanted you did you never wonder why i let you do things why i can bear to take it from you don't you know i couldn't let any other woman do what you do for me i'm glad if you feel like that about it i don't believe you've any idea how i feel about it i don't believe you understand it yet his voice thickened i couldn't have let you winnie if i hadn't cared for you i should have been a low animal a mean swine to let you if i hadn't cared i'm not talking as if my caring paid you back in any way i couldn't pay you back if i worked for you for the rest of my life but that's what i'm going to do if i can get the chance she could feel him trembling beside her and she was afraid would you let me he said would you have me winnie do you care for me enough to have me you know i've always cared for you would you marry me if i was free don't talk about it dear you mustn't and why mustn't i it's no good you're not free you married vi dear and whatever she's done you can't unmarry her can't i that's precisely what i can do and it's what i'm going to do you're not you couldn't it seemed to him that she shrank from him in horror you don't understand you're talking as if she and i cared for each other that's at an end it's done for she's asked me to divorce her asked you when more than two years ago and i promised she wants to marry mercier and she'd better i'd have been free two years ago if i'd had the money but i've got it now i've been saving for it i've been doing nothing else thinking of nothing else from morning till night for more than two years because i meant to ask you to marry me all that time 
all that time but ranny you know you needn't i'm quite happy are you yes you mustn't think i'm not and that you've got to make anything up to me because that would make me feel as if i'd there's a word for it i know but i can't think of it it's what horrid girls do to men when they're trying to get hold of them as if i'd comp comprised you mean compromised yes i make you feel as if you'd compromised me that's right well i am jiggered if that doesn't about take the biscuit winky you're a blessing you're a treasure you're a treat i could live for a fortnight on the things you find to say he would have drawn her to him but she held herself rigid well but i haven't have i if you mean have you made me want to marry you you have haven't i told you i've thought of nothing else for more than two years do you want it so badly ranny i want you so badly didn't you know i did of course you knew no ranny i didn't i thought all the time perhaps some day port violet would come back she'll never come back but if she did if she changed her mind perhaps she's changed it now and wants to come back and be good if she did i wouldn't take her he felt her eyes turn on him through the dark in wonder but you'd have to you couldn't not i could and i would no ranny you wouldn't you'd never be cruel to poor vi don't talk about her don't think about her but we must there she is there she's always been and here we are and here we've always been have you ever thought for a minute of yourself have you ever thought of me i'm sick of hearing you say poor vi poor vi do you know why i won't take her back why i can't forgive her it's not for what you know she's done it's for something you never knew about i've a good mind to tell you no don't i'd rather not know whatever it was she couldn't help it you ought to know it was something she did to you she never did anything to me ranny didn't she she did something to me that came to the same thing i suppose you think i cared for her before i cared for you well yes i didn't then it was the other way about and she knew it and she lied to me about you she told me you didn't care for me she told you she told me i didn't think that violet would have done that nor i she paused considering it how did you find out it was a lie ranny oh oh i suppose i showed you not you she owned up herself when that night she went off she wrote it in that letter she told me why she did it too it was because she knew i cared for you and was afraid i'd marry you she wasn't going to have that now you know what she is why did you believe her why winky you you little wretch you took care of that all right but ranny if you cared for me why did you marry her because i was mad and she was mad and we neither of us knew what we were doing it was something that got hold of us aren't you mad now ranny or rather but i know what i'm doing all the same i didn't know when i married violet don't talk as if you didn't care for her you did care of course i cared for her but even that was different somehow she was different why do you bother about her i'm only wondering how you'd feel if you was to see her again i shouldn't feel anything anything at all seeing her would have no more effect on me than if she was a piece of clockwork he paused i say you're not afraid of her he said no i've been through all that and got over it i'm not afraid of anything 
you mean you're not afraid to marry me no i'm not afraid he felt her smile flicker in the darkness it was then that in the darkness he drew her to him and she let herself be drawn her breast to his breast and her head against his shoulder and as she rested there she trembled she shivered with delight and fear End of chapter 28 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine